You're listening to the Promise Church's message of the week. We hope you enjoy this teaching by Pastor Jonathan. For more information about who we are, please visit us at thepromisechurch.com. Good morning. morning. Woohoo! It's great to be with you this morning. Just want to welcome everybody that's watching online as well on our online campus. Hope you've already shared this post, this stream. And uh, let your friends and family know what God's doing here at the Promise Church. So great to see your faces. Uh, It's kind of like when you have been with a really good friend, and then you're away for a little while, and then you see each other and you pick up right where you left off. Anybody know what I'm talking about? That's what I feel right now. Picking up right where we left off. Uh, So good to see you. Let's pray. We're going to, both Aaron, Pastor Aaron and I are going to share this morning. Both going to preach very quickly. You're going to get... The, the fast forward version of what we're going to share with you this morning. And we're excited to see what the Holy Spirit's going to do. All right? Jesus, we love you. We thank you so much for your presence in this place. Lord, we, we give you all praise and glory and honor. We turn our hearts fully to you. Holy Spirit, have your way in this time. Lord, I ask that every person here today and every person watching online would encounter your presence in such a real and tangible way. Lord, let us leave this place full of your spirit, immersed in you, ready to see the world around us transformed with the gospel. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I feel like we became adults because we are not using handheld microphones anymore. We call these Britney Spears mics. It might not be like this every week, just to let you know. <laughs> I feel like as he was praying, I've, I reminded myself of when I went from ranch dressing on my salad to balsamic vinaigrette, and I felt like I became an adult. That's how I feel in this moment. You know, y'all know what I'm talking about, like all your ranch eaters on your salad, you have yet to climb to the pinnacle of salad eating. Or like when you get your Costco card, praise God. When my wife and I got our Costco card, We knew we were adults at that point. That's how I feel right now. So today we're going to talk to you about, it's Pentecost Sunday, praise God. And uh, we're going to talk to you about the Holy Spirit. And uh, this is a topic that has been um, misunderstood for many, many years. Uh, It's been preached in unique ways. uh, And oftentimes people feel like it is an addition to the gospel, like It is the uh, accessory to the Christian outfit. Like if you were to put on your Christian clothes and if it's a bad, it's, if it's a bad day, if you're going through a bad season, you need to put on the Holy Spirit for that season. You need to put on peace for that season or you need to, you need help. And the Holy Spirit is like that addition. It's the cherry on top of the Christian life. That's oftentimes how many, this feels weird talking with both hands. Just give me a moment. My brain is still trying to figure this out right now. feels really weird. This is how oftentimes we view the Holy Spirit. It's in addition to the Christian life. The Holy Spirit was never meant to be in addition to. It was never meant to be the cherry on top. The Holy Spirit all along, there we go. The Holy Spirit all along was part of the plan. Jesus went to the cross. He died on the cross. He went into the grave. He rose three days later. Then he ascended to heaven so that the Holy Spirit could come to earth. He actually said, it is better that I go. It would make sense for us to look at Jesus and say, right about now during 2020 coronavirus, it would have been nice to have had you 
in Washington state to know what we should do right now. But he said, it's better that I go. In fact, in John, let me read this for you. John 16, verse seven, it says, but to tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. Who is the helper? The helper is the Holy Spirit. But if I go, I will send him to you. See, oftentimes the Holy Spirit is this debated topic. Like, do I need it? Do I have to have it? Is it going to make me do something weird? Yeah, y'all like afraid to nod your heads at that one. Is it going to cause me to do something that feels uncomfortable? Like, am I going to be the one screaming at the top of my lungs? Because ain't no, that ain't happening. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of God living within you. It is the literal joy of the Lord living inside of you. It is peace itself living within you. It is life, the fullness of the Lord, the spirit of God living within you. The Bible says this, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So when the Holy Spirit comes in you, the spirit of God dwells within you and freedom comes. Freedom comes. Oftentimes people are like, I don't know why I haven't been able to find freedom in this area. And oftentimes it's because there hasn't been the filling, the baptism yet of the Holy Spirit in their life. Other people will say, well, the Holy Spirit is simply speaking in tongues. The Holy Spirit, the fullness of the Holy Spirit is, is the speaking in tongues. Let me describe it to you this way. If you ha- imagine an apple tree for a moment, an apple tree, and on that apple tree are what? Apples. It would be as if you looked at an apple on the apple tree and said, that apple is the apple tree. That apple is actually the evidence of it being an apple tree. It is merely the fruit of the tree itself, but the apple is not the tree. The apple is the fruit. Now there are other ways to know that it is an apple tree, but that is one of the distinguishing factors of it being an apple tree. So it would be a mistake to to discredit the tree because of the apple. Equally destructive would be to discredit the apple because of the tree. Well, I don't want the Holy Spirit because I don't understand speaking in tongues. Or I don't want speaking in tongues because I don't understand the Holy Spirit. But praying in the Spirit is simply a fruit of the apple tree. It would also be destructive to look at the apple and say, because of how somebody else is eating the apple, I don't want to eat it. Like my two-year-old, Kingsley, who turns three Saturday, Saturday, praise God, I knew that. She turns three on Saturday, surprise, and you're all invited to buy her something. Really big items, cash is welcome. It would be like you giving her a chocolate cake for her birthday, and you watch her eat it, and it's all over her face, which it would be. It would be all over her clothes, all over the floor, all over the floor. And looking at that and saying, uh, see, I don't want that chocolate cake because of how messy she's eating it. Right. How, how silly is that? Yeah. Right. We don't discredit the cake. We look at Kingsley, my two year old, and say, well, because she's two. See, the Holy Spirit is not weird. OK, the Holy Spirit isn't weird. People are weird. Right. Y'all weird. People are weird. The Holy Spirit is not. And oftentimes we discredit the apple because of how somebody else eats it. Well, I don't want that. We can't do that. See, John the Baptist, when he was on earth, he baptized with water, right? We baptize with water today. 
baptize them. The old man stays under. The new man comes up. It's a powerful moment. We'll hopefully be doing it here in the next couple of weeks. Jesus, when he came on earth, he didn't just baptize with water, but he baptized with the Holy Spirit and with fire. This became the next baptism that was introduced. We actually, we actually read this in, this is really awkward right now, just, just letting y'all know I'm struggling. I need some, da- if I did some dance moves, I think it would help. Stop. Matthew chapter three, focus. I baptize you, this is John the Baptist. I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. This is the baptism of Jesus. He comes to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. It is so that the Spirit of God can come with, live within you. It would have been much easier for him just to stay on earth, but he said, I must leave and I am leaving so that I can send you the helper. So I can send you the Holy Spirit to come live within you. So the spirit of God can dwell within you. I want to read one more verse. That's not going to be on there. It's Acts chapter one, four through five. It says, do not leave Jerusalem. This is Jesus speaking, but wait for the gift my father promised. What is that gift? The Holy Spirit which you have heard me speak about for John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. This is the baptism that Jesus has for you. This is why he ascended to heaven to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. It is not weird just because somebody else makes it look weird. This is why Jesus, this was all part of the plan. Die on the cross raised from the dead, ascend to heaven, and fill every believer with the Holy Spirit. And this is what we want to talk to you about briefly this morning. This is what we want to pray happens over every person here this morning, happens over our region, is that all would be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. I think it's really important that we all realize and recognize that the Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is not an it Maybe the Holy Spirit is described often by its wind, fire, but the Holy Spirit is not in it, it's a person. He's a person. He is a he. And it's important to recognize that and to build a relationship, a connection with the person of the Godhead who is Holy Spirit. And when you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, immediately, just At that moment, the Holy Spirit comes and makes his home inside of you. And now you become a carrier of the presence of God. You become a house of God. You become a temple of the Holy Spirit. And now you begin a journey of relationship with God in the Holy Spirit where you allow the work of the Spirit to have his way in your life. See, the key to living in the Spirit is a life fully submitted and surrendered to the Holy Spirit. You want to know why also people don't want things of the Holy Spirit, gifts of the Spirit, evidences of the Holy Spirit. Why do they not want the Holy Spirit? Why is there this this push away at times from the Holy Spirit as a person and what he does and what he brings and what he gives? Often it's because a lot of people misrepresent the Holy Spirit because they have not actually submitted their lives 
to the Holy Spirit. And so therefore, they are living a life that is contrary to the work of the Spirit. And so then we go, well, you speak in tongues, but you live like hell at home. Do I really want to speak in tongues? That does not disqualify or discredit the gift of tongues because a person has not surrendered their life. And if actually a person would surrender their life fully to the work of the Holy Spirit, they would be completely transformed. They would no longer be the same person. And I'm telling you, that is a daily surrender. It is a daily submitting of the will, submitting of the heart to the work of the Spirit in your life. You can't take a day off. You can't take a vacation because the enemy will look for that moment and say, he's mine, she's mine. I'm gonna go and pick at their weak points. The Holy Spirit transforms. Aaron mentioned the scripture already, but 2 Corinthians 3, 17 and 18 says, now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom or liberty. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate or reflect or behold the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. So the work of the Holy Spirit is to take us from glory to glory and make us and conform us into the image of Jesus. And if we won't surrender to the work of the Spirit, then we are resisting that work in our lives where we are continuing to stay stagnant or where we were before and not progressing and growing in the work of the Lord in our lives. Another thing, if it's all right if I keep going, yeah? Yeah, okay. Uh, I know, what is he gonna say, no? Well, another thing that the Holy Spirit does is empowers. The Holy Spirit empowers. And the, the work of the Holy Spirit in transforming us is that work to empower us so that we live like Jesus in purity and power. It's that divine nature that we receive with the Holy Spirit that enables us to live like Jesus, to live like Jesus in character, and to live like Jesus in the gifts of the Spirit that Jesus himself demonstrated while he was on this earth. Jesus demonstrated the works of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit and the purity of the Spirit in his entire life. Jesus functioned in words of knowledge, words of wisdom, prophecy. He functioned in miracles and healing. All the gifts of the Spirit were evident in Jesus. And when we receive the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we are to be empowered to be his witnesses like Jesus to walk in purity and power. If we only want to walk in purity, we negate the call and the commission from Jesus to be his disciples and to go make other disciples. If we neglect purity, then we will misrepresent him to the world. We must have both. We must have both. I'll let you keep going. Thank you. Yeah. If you didn't know, we're brothers. Learning how to do this is... Awkward. It's new. It's going to be like this every week from now on. Just kidding. We couldn't do that. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, 38 through 39 says this. Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you. You want to know where we got our name from here at the church? The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. The filling, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for everyone. 
It is not for the all-stars, the select few, the ones who've gone to Bible college. It's not for the ones who've lived a great life and uh, have never made mistakes. It is for everyone who is far off and who is near. It is for all. It is also not a formula. It is not a formula of how you get it. In Acts chapter 8, verse 14 through 17, Peter and John, they go to Samaria because they wanted the people there to receive the Holy Spirit. The people who were there had been baptized in water and then Peter and John came, laid hands on them and then they were filled with the Holy Spirit. They were baptized with water, they laid hands on them and then they're filled with Holy Spirit. Sounds like a great formula until it doesn't work that way. Acts chapter 10, verse 44 through 48. While Peter was preaching, all who were listening were filled with the Holy Spirit. While he was preaching, all. Everybody say all, all All of them, the little ones and the old ones, the weird ones and the normal ones were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And then they were baptized in water. Okay. There isn't a formula. It is the Holy Spirit as, as a gift given to all who will receive it. Okay. So the first one is the Holy Spirit transforms. Number two is the Holy Spirit empowers. Acts chapter one, verse eight says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Everybody say power. Power. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Jesus told the disciples to wait before you build the church, before you do anything else, even though you've just spent three years with me, wait, you need something. I think there's something for us to learn there. You need the Holy Spirit. Before you can live a life how God has called you to live, Lord Jesus, I'm about ready to throw this thing off my head. (laughs) Praise God. Before you can live a life the way God wants you to live, you must receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It empowers you. It enables you. It frees you. And without it, you are missing a vital component of the Spirit of God living within you. The, The empowerment is not simply for which it is for this, what we read about in John 14, where it says you will do the greater works than these, raising the dead, healing the sick, casting out demons. All of us are called to live like that. Why? Because we're called to live like Jesus. Okay. It is not just for that though. Oftentimes people think that the empowerment of the Holy Spirit is simply so that we can demonstrate that power on other people. Feel the righteousness of the Lord. That's not merely what it's for. It's also so that you in your life will be victorious. It is so that peace will reign in your life. It's so that you will defeat the power of sin. You will not be in a repetitive thing over and over and over battling the same issues, the same depression, the same anxiety, the same frustrations, the same anger. The Holy Spirit comes in you and empowers you so that freedom can reign every day of your life. He empowers you to live like him outside and to live like him inside, which how many of you know, it's really easy to be a tongue talking Christian that doesn't live like Jesus. We all wear masks. Which one are you wearing? It's the COVID mask time. You got a mask over your face trying to cover up what's really going on on the inside. And oftentimes that mask is praying in the spirit. We want everybody to know that we have spiritual language, but on the inside we're dead. It's so easy to mask it. And this is why oftentimes people don't want it is because they see somebody, just as my brother said, praying in the Holy Spirit who lives a life that looks nothing like Jesus. The Holy Spirit comes in you, not just so you can demonstrate the power to the lost, but so that you can live free inside. Amen. Amen. It's good. 
Baptism, the word baptism actually means immersion. So when we baptize people in water, we are immersing them fully, their body fully in water. When we talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we are in a sense saying Jesus, who is the great baptizer, is immersing us in God. Because again, the Holy Spirit is God. That your whole being, body, soul, and spirit would be immersed in the presence and power of God. Jesus did not do any miracles until the Holy Spirit descended upon him. So if Jesus waited for it, and he told his disciples who were with him three and a half years to wait for it, I believe it would be pretty essential for us to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Number three, real quick, the work of the Holy Spirit sustains us. The Holy Spirit sustains. The Holy Spirit transforms, number one, empowers, number two, and sustains. One of the ways that we are sustained by the Holy Spirit is that place of praying in the Spirit and staying full of the Spirit. So in John chapter 20, Jesus appears to his disciples after he had been raised from the dead, and he breathes on them, and he says, receive the Holy Spirit. But then he tells them to wait, to not leave Jerusalem until they receive the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2. Then the Holy Spirit falls in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost. Tongues of fire are on their heads and they begin to speak in other languages and other tongues. 3,000 people get saved. The church is launched and it begins to be a a movement in the city. In Acts chapter 4, the church is gathered again. They have now encountered persecution and they are gathered again and they are asking God for boldness to continue to be his witnesses and continue to preach the gospel. And it says that the room that they were gathered in was shaken and they were all filled with the spirit. Wait a minute. What about the other two? To to us, that shows that we are to live a life continually full of the Holy Spirit. John 20 often represents that place of salvation, receiving the Holy Spirit at the point of salvation. Acts 2 would be that first time of receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And Acts 4 would represent that place where we stay full of the Holy Spirit. And one of the ways to do that is that gift of praying in a heavenly tongue or a heavenly language. Praying in the Spirit. Uh, there's, a two, there's two different t- types of praying in, the t- in tongues or praying in the Spirit. One is the grace of tongues, which is private. It's your own personal prayer language unto the Lord, where your spirit communicates to the Father mysteries that you don't understand. And then the Father takes that, the Spirit of God takes that and uses it for his good. Often when I'm praying for a person and I begin to run out of words in English to pray for them, I begin to pray in the Spirit over them and I'm trusting that the Holy Spirit takes what I am saying and uses it as intercession for them for their good. Then there is the gift of tongues, which is for public use, where if a person was to stand in front of an audience and begin to pray in a tongue, there then should be an interpretation. But when we pray privately in our own tongue to the Lord, there is no need for an interpretation. You can ask the Lord for one, but because it's not for public edification, it is not needed. That edification, when you pray in your private prayer language to the Lord is to edify your spirit. It actually edifies you and your inner person, who you really are on the inside. It encourages you. It edifies you. It sustains you. 
Every day I pray in, the, in, the, in, the, in tongues. I pray in the spirit. And I ask the Lord to fill me afresh again. Because I can't do this life on my own. If Jesus said, I can do nothing without the Father, that he was completely dependent on God, so must we be. And we must need the Holy Spirit to fill us afresh every moment. And so I, I know in just a moment, we're going to give opportunity for you to receive prayer for this. Maybe you have prayed to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you have received your prayer language. I, I believe that you want to, God wants to fill you afresh again this morning. If you've never received your prayer language, God can give that to you today. We believe that there is a difference between the baptism of the Holy Spirit and praying in tongues. You can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and still be waiting for your prayer language. But there will be other evidences that you have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Just as Pastor Aaron said, you have the apple tree and you have many apples. One of the evidences is praying in tongues. The others is a life full of passion and hunger for, for the Lord, where you are pursuing him with all that you have and you are surrendered to him. And from that, there is godly character that is produced in your life, and there is evidences of power being moved through you to other people, where people are experiencing God through your life. There are other evidences, but one of the primary is praying in the Spirit, and I believe it is needed, and it is essential, and the Holy Spirit wants to give it to you. It's for everyone, and the Father says that this is His gift for us. So if the Father says it's his gift, and Jesus told us to wait for it, and Jesus wanted us to receive it, I think it's important for all of us to have it in our lives. Amen? He already kind of said this verse, but Acts chapter 4, verse 31, this is after Acts chapter 2. It's 4. 4 comes after 2. Acts chapter 4, verse 31, after they had prayed, they had been in prison, they'd gotten out, after they had prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Many, if not most of you here, because we've talked about this topic numerous times, the Promise Church, have been baptized in the Holy Spirit before. Um, I know of many circumstances where I've seen an individual, none of you in this room, where you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, pray in the Spirit, but yet don't look like it right now. This verse shows us the need to be filled and refilled and baptized and rebaptized again and again and again and again. Because the Lord wants to take you into new things. The Lord wants to lead you into places you've never been before. The Lord wants your marriage to not be struggling anymore and take you into a new place. The Lord wants your finances to not be in disarray anymore. The Lord wants your children to actually be good children and to obey and listen to you. And every new season he takes you in requires you a refilling of the Holy Spirit. From glory to glory to glory. God, I need more grace. I need the new wine. I need not yesterday's ashes, but I need the fresh fire of the Holy Spirit for today. And in Acts chapter 2, I'm going to read this for you. 1 through 4 says, When the day of Pentecost came, that is today. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Sounds a lot like today. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. 
they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest upon each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. All of them. And I believe that this morning that all of us can become baptized maybe for the first time or for the hundredth time again in the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but every day I go before the Lord and I say, God, baptize me again in your spirit. I need your fresh fire today. Yesterday was awesome. What I read in my Bible yesterday helped me those last 24 hours. But today, I need the fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. Today, I need the fresh fire from heaven. Today, I want the new wine. And I believe that this morning, that that is available for anyone who so desires it. And if you're sitting there and saying, I need it for the first time or I need it for the hundredth time, I want to invite you this morning to receive the baptism that Jesus left earth for. The baptism that was always part of the plan. The Holy Spirit baptism. That will change you from the inside out. That will not just enable you to pray for the dead and see them rise. That will not just empower you to see those who are sick recover. But that will see a life transformed. That will see peace and hope and life come into your life. You want to know why people like us can be filled with hope during seasons of crisis? Because we're filled with the Spirit of God. And we won't know fear. And that is available. The joy of the Lord fills you as the Holy Spirit comes inside of you. And so I want to I wanna separate this in two ways. If you're here today and you're saying, I've never received the Holy Spirit. I've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I want it. I want to invite you to stand to your feet. If you're saying, I've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I want to today. Stand to your feet. Anybody else? If you're watching... I want to ask you to stand to your feet. I'm going to give one more moment. Nothing to be embarrassed by. If you're here today and you're saying, I want that. I want the Spirit of God to come and baptize me. Stand to your feet. Okay. If the three of you would come right over here, if we can have three of our ministry team workers, only those who are on the ministry team, please come forward. Yeah, come on. Yeah. We can have a gentleman, two gentlemen on the ministry team, people come forward. Okay, the rest of you, if you are here and you're saying, I need a fresh touch, I need the fresh baptism of the Lord. I've talked with many people over the last couple of weeks that are like, man, I'm just empty. I'm just dry. I have a swimming pool that we, well, it is ripped in, in the garbage. We used to have a kiddie pool in our backyard. It had a plug on the bottom of that pool. And you want to know how I drained that water out? I pulled the plug. Oftentimes, Christians pull the plug on the Holy Spirit living within them. And all of a sudden, they're like, I'm dry and empty. I don't know why. It's because you need to be refilled again. You need to be rebaptized again by the Holy Spirit. And if that is you, I want to ask you to stand to your feet right now. I want the fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit. The fresh fire of God upon me.
All right, if you're, if you're sitting and you're like, oh, I wanted to stand, it's not too late. You can stand right now. If you're watching and you want it, I want you to stand to your feet. Don't sit in your bed. Don't sit on your hey, couch. Don't sit at your dining room table. So much stand to your feet. If you're standing there, I want you to begin to close your eyes. I want you to put your hands out. I want you to ask the Lord. Say, God, I want the fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit today. I want you to ask for it first, then we're going to pray over you. Holy Spirit, I want the baptism of your Spirit today. I want the fresh fire of heaven to fall upon me today. Holy Spirit, I'm hungry. I'm desperate for the Spirit of God to come and consume me. God, I surrender my life. Father, I don't leave any part of me outside of this equation, but God, I give it all to you. I lay it all down at the altar to you today. I just want you. I just want you. All right, my prayer ministry team, you know who you are. Get your masks on. We got wide rows. I want you to begin to make your way through the rows wherever the Lord leads you. And I want you to begin to lay hands on people. If you are watching or if you're, sorry, if you're standing and you've never prayed in the Holy Spirit, I want you to come up and we're going to pray for you up here. So if you're standing and you've been baptized, you've been prayed for, you felt the Holy Spirit has filled you, but you haven't prayed in the Holy Spirit in spiritual language, come up and we want to pray over you. Come on up, Dave. Anybody else? Anybody else? Never pray in the Holy Spirit. Hey, Cal, come pray right up here. All right, everybody else, I want you to begin to ask the Lord. Just as we read in Acts, as they prayed, as he preached, they were all baptized in the Holy Spirit and filled with the fire of God. It is not dependent upon somebody laying their hands on you. I believe it is dependent upon a heart that is desperate and surrendered to the Lord. If you are desiring to be filled with the Holy Spirit today, I want you to begin to cry out to the Lord and say, God, I need more. God, come and consume me. God, come and fill me with your fire. God, come and fill me with the presence of God. Come and fill me with peace. Come and fill me with hope. Come and fill me with forgiveness. Come and fill me with freedom in Jesus' name. God, we're desperate for you today. Hey, 